0: If you're ready to open your heart and step fully into the person God created you to be, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey there. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Candid Catholic Convos. In some capacity, I've been working since I was 14 years old. I started as a pet sitter, then a babysitter. Then I was a lifeguard, a swim instructor, held summer and work study jobs, Internships, and eventually I graduated to full time work. But I wasn't happy with the work I was doing. So I did what any 20 something year old does when faced with a quarter life crisis I started my job hunt. And it was fruitless for a long time. I felt hopeless. I wanted someone to just hand me the job that I wanted to do. I felt I had paid my dues and I had all my qualifications. Why couldn't I just have what I wanted? Years later, I switched gears into motherhood. But being a working parent isn't for the faint of heart. I went back to work when my oldest was only eight weeks old, and at the time, I was also going into a brand new job. One that was going to fulfill me, I was sure of it. But it didn't. Then I thought, well, maybe I'm being called to be a stay-at-home mom. Maybe I'm not supposed to work as hard anymore at being both a working professional and a parent, that will absolutely fulfill me. And in some respects it did, but I still felt like something was missing. Like I wasn't living up to my purpose. It was only then that I realized I was being called to wait. And instead of being frustrated that God wasn't working on my schedule, I decided to use this waiting time to better myself, to understand what I was truly looking for in a job, what was actually important to me, and educating myself in the meantime so that I could be the best possible candidate. It also taught me that I need to slow down. In the famous words of Ferris Bueller, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. This weekend is Labor Day weekend, and while it's a federal holiday, it's a great reminder that God calls us to work like he does, but he also calls us to rest, just like he did. Today, I'm joined by Brian Lynch and Dominic Biaki from our newly formed Diocesan Young Catholic Professionals Networking Organization to chew over how we can find the fulfillment and success God is calling us to while maintaining boundaries and resting well. Dominic and Brian, thank you so much for joining me on Candid Catholic Convos. I'm really excited to get to talk to you today and pick your brains a little bit about young Catholic professionals. and, And I would love if you guys could just tell me a little bit about yourselves.
1: Yeah, so my name is Brian Lynch. I live in Lancaster. Uh, I was originally grew up uh, outside of Lancaster in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. Um, I went to school there, then went to college at Bucknell University up in Lewisburg. I went to grad school in North Carolina at NC State after that, and then moved back to the area about about four years ago, I currently work in data analytics for J.P. Morgan, um, and I'm helping to start the Young Catholic Professionals Group in the Harrisburg Diocese.
2: Hey, everybody. My name is Dominic Biaki. I was born and raised and currently live in Harrisburg. I went to grade school and high school uh, in the area, and I studied accounting and got my MBA at Chippensburg University and currently now I work in the finance department at a local nonprofit.
0: That's awesome. So Young Catholic Professionals is fairly new. Is that is that correct? Because this is the first time kind of hearing about it.
1: So for the diocese, yes. Uh, the organization is actually a national organization. It's been around for about 10 or 15 years. Uh, there's 34 chapters around the country currently. And the national organization's goal is to have fifty by the end of 2024. So we're starting one in the Diocese of Harrisburg, and we'll be one of those between the 34 and 50 mark. Um, but yes, it's it's a relatively new uh, initiative by the diocese that that we're heading up here.
0: How how did you guys get involved? Were you part of a different young Catholic professionals? Like you mentioned, that it's nationwide. Um, or was this something that you just kind of saw an opportunity and decided to um, partner with the diocese to advance it?
1: Yeah, so in 2021, I saw that the uh, Young Catholic Professionals in Philly, or that I saw that Young Catholic Professionals was starting a chapter in Philly, uh, and I decided to go to their big launch event. It was in August of 2021. It was an unbelievable event, especially coming out of COVID. I think it was really like the first big event, especially that size that I'd been to. There ended up being close to 300 young adults that showed up for this launch party. And that was really the beginning of their chapter. In Over the course of the next year or so, I would go to events here or there. I live in Lancaster. So the event was more on the Western side of, of the, of their diocese in, you know, like Conshohocken or Malvern or somewhere easily accessible uh, by the turnpike. I, I, I try and make it to their happy hours or speakers or whatever types of events they were having. And then come July of 2022, uh, through a friend of a friend, I was approached about starting the a chapter in the Harrisburg Diocese. Um, Deacon Greg Amarante at the diocese asked me if I'd ever heard of YCP before. Uh, and I said, well, actually, you know, I've been going to some of these events down, near, down in Philly or, you know, in this surrounding areas of Philly. And he said, well, you know, I think this is something that we'd really like to start here in the diocese. Would you be interested in and starting, or you know, and helping to start this chapter. So then, uh, we I started talking with him. with Zach Haney at the diocese, um, and then we got in touch with the national organization, and we started to get the ball rolling on starting a chapter here in the Harrisburg diocese.
0: That's pretty cool. It's it's very much a like very serendipitous of you know, oh, I know a guy who knows a guy, and then we like that's how it just got started. I think that's I think that's really cool um so who is young catholic professionals for is there an age limit um a a certain type of profession that you need to be in
2: yeah i mean i think it's i mean generally brian you can go into specifics but generally it's really just um you know young catholic adults in their 20s and 30s um you know looking uh and, and and to the point on the profession it could be you know any profession really i mean it's looking for that but it's just that extended you know um sort of outreach for you know young cat professionals yearning for for more uh than just the daily the daily tasks of their of their job um and trying to mold faith within that but brian more specifically
1: yeah yeah so as dom says yes for young adults in their 20s and 30s um there are Opportunities, though, for older, more experienced professionals to get involved. If, as speakers, uh, donors, board members, we do have an advisory board. Uh, we need at least six people on the advisory board. Currently, uh, we do we do have six people now, but we're more than welcome to. Or we're more than happy to uh, to have more board members. Um, so, I like. I, I really like this organization because it's not just for young adults. Like, yes, the young adults are the ones attending the event, but young adults are there to learn about how to incorporate their faith into their work life. And we're there to learn from not just each other, but also more experienced professionals. So um, there are plenty of opportunities, like I said, to be a speaker, a mentor, um, a a board member, a donor. Um, There are other opportunities for people outside of the young adult uh, age range.
0: Got it. Got it. So I kind of want to back up a little bit. When I, when I asked you about yourselves, I I purposely didn't ask, you know, what do you do for a living? Partly because I feel like a lot of people like when, like, that's so common of, you know, the follow-up question of, you know, what's your name is, what do you do? And I think a lot of people tend to tie their worth to what they do, what their job is, as though that's the most valuable thing about them. So, how do you separate what you do and who you are
2: yeah i think I think for me it's and I think we'll talk about it a little bit later too but in this in this hybrid remote work environment, i think it's it's hard to sort of separate sometimes what what is work and 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 what is you know turning off the the switch between personal and, and work life uh so really, when, it, when I think about it, it comes down to sort of four core um, ideals, really, is it, it's it's for you to define your values and interests, you know, is the value that you think is derived through work, or is it through faith? Is it through family? Um, it's important to define those, because you set your boundaries, which sort of leads into my next point of, you know, setting the boundaries, right? Is it I work this is my job this is my this is my faith this is my family or is it work and then those you know so is it you we shouldn't be you know setting aside for those uh for just work um more work related though is really setting the boundaries as well as setting up like a, a physical office space right like trying to remove yourself from that location Um, and then lastly for myself is just unplugging and pursuing your interests outside of your job, right? I mean, work isn't everything. So defining who you are is, it's not just a job, you know, it's, it's setting those four to me, setting up those four, um, you know, those four pillars of being able to just sort of define yourself.
1: Yeah. I I think for me too, I mean, I've been reflecting on this over the last few months, my job I like my job. I like the people I work with. I'd say overall satisfaction is pretty high with my job. But yet when I walk away at five o'clock or five thirty or whenever I'm done every day, a lot of days it's like, all right, well, you know, what's next? You know, I I find that it's not total satisfaction in life isn't just my job. So I've it's it's been interesting to me because I've had jobs that I' not liked and have been that have been tough, and so you know I knew that there was always another side of things that you know I should be filling filling my time with things that fulfill me in other ways um but it's been interesting to me to see at this point that yeah you know i I do really like my job, but um you know we definitely need uh faith and family and friends and and all the other components in our life to fully. To be complete, I guess, is a better way to say it.
2: No,
0: that's a great way to say it, and yeah, to find that fulfillment because your job might fulfill you in one aspect of life, but if that's all you have, then you're not totally fulfilled. If that makes if that makes sense. Um, and I love that you brought up that you've had positions that you were unhappy with because I remember early. This is these are things that I wish I had learned in my twenties of like it's not just your job because. I, my very first job out of college was one that I was not a fan of. And I, I was almost embarrassed to like tell people what I did for a living because it was not what I wanted. Like the, and they were like, oh, well you went to school for this and now you're doing this. And I'm like, yeah, well it's a means to an end, like it pays the bills, but it wasn't, the fulfillment wasn't there. And I didn't have like stuff outside. So like even if I wasn't finding fulfillment in my job, I could have found fulfillment elsewhere and I wasn't because I didn't I didn't know. Let's talk about what you would do. Like you mentioned being in a job that you're not happy with, or let's say that you suddenly lose your job. And if your whole identity is tied to what you do and you experience a, a crisis of identity of sorts, how do we continue to push forward or better yet, find where we're supposed to be and follow God's calling.
2: Yeah, so I think Brian, you can you can speak to this as well. But I, I uh, the first couple of years in of my in my career, I worked at a, uh, I worked at a job that was that springboarded me, but it was very very rigorous. It was long hours. It was hard work. Um, and there was that sort of that crossroad where I came to of, okay, is it is it job or is it is it what is what you know really Really that you you know deep down really care about family you know the Catholic faith and basically uh practically we've we probably heard of it before but the a pros and cons list right but I sort of I thought of it of what do you need in life versus what do you want right so there's there's things that we need and there's things that we may want is it the is it the satisfaction of the job is that all we want is it the money that we want um so really I sat down and you know, made made a list. You know, you sit there and, and pray. I mean, that's a, a huge thing that we can do too, right? Is 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 constant and meaningful uh, prayer. And so I, I did that, and I said, you know, at at this point, I think it needs to be there needs to be a change because from what I need and what I want just weren't they, they just aren't converging. And so I'm not going to say it was easy. Um, it was it was a hard decision. I enjoyed the people I worked with, but it's something that I needed to do, right? And you know we aren't promised rainbows and sunshine when it comes to these sort of things. Our life isn't isn't supposed to be, you know, it, it isn't easy all the time, right? It, it, the decisions are to be hard, but I think if you take those prerequisites up to that to that point with praying and thinking and talking to friends, family, significant others, you know, I, I think there's there's always divine intervention at work. And so I think it's, it really comes down to those things. And ultimately, if you tie those together, I think you're going to be happy in the long run.
1: Yeah. And reflecting on the positions that I've had to, it's God has drawn me to them for different reasons. Even I think when I think about it, both like in the short term, when it was looking forward interviewing, there's certain things that were attractive about, about the different positions, but also, you know, it was preparing me for something in the future so right now I you know I'm I'm thinking I think about those things like you know what is this preparing me for or is this is there something that I can do with these skills that I'm gaining right now that can be uh you know used used for good in some way or is there an organization that I could work with that um you know could really use these skills you know and benefit the community or is uh, some sort of Catholic you know, like, is there some sort of, is there something within, um, you know, the realm of my field that that I could use what I've learned and the experiences that I've had uh, for good? Because, I mean, right now with my job, I mean, I work in a corporate job. I do data work. It's a, you know, it's good stuff that we do. It benefits different clients. I so work, you know, for a huge bank and, um you know, it's, it's fulfilling to to some degree, but I think, uh, you know, when you ask this question to me, I'm I'm sort of thinking through all of this as well and thinking about how is what I'm doing now, uh, is this is this good as it is, or is there something else that um that I should be thinking towards or, or looking towards?
0: I love that because we, my husband and I, experienced like job loss at the same time at one point, and we were both like, all right. Now, what do we do? And it, you're right. Like God does some of his best work while we're waiting, while we're searching for the next best thing. And it kind of goes back to um, what you said, Dominic, about setting boundaries, because I had taken some time off to be a mom. And when it was time for me to go back to work, I was like, I knew I was like, if it, if the job that I get does not have X, Y, and Z, that it's not, it's not going to fulfill me. It's not going to be worth it for me. To accept the position if it doesn't meet these standards, I think that's awesome. Like, it just gives us time to think, and it gives us—you're right. God has this way of redirecting us in this way that we're not—we're not fully aware of a lot of the time.
2: And I think. I think too, uh, <clears throat> Rachel, when it comes to just to frame it up as well from off of Brian, you know, there's always going to be those challenging times in our jobs, and I think it also. Not so much that we need to jump right to, you know, I'm quitting, I need something. I need something else. you know, it's also about frame of reference and and framing it in in a way that is is thinking about it where possibly this is a sacrifice, right? Is this something that maybe it's not all the time, but this is something that I can offer up? Is this something that I can do um and just frame it differently so that i can I can make it into a positive instead of you know trying to convert it into something that could be negative? Um, so I think, you know, I think that's, that's important to note as well, that it's, it's those times too, that it, it can be challenging, right? Again, it goes back to this. It's not as, it's not easy. i um, not always going to be easy, but even trying to frame those hard times too, I think is, is important uh, mindset for especially young, younger professionals to have.
0: Absolutely. Like it's, it's going to be, ch- there's a difference between a challenging environment versus an unhealthy environment, but the challenges yeah. of like, Oh, I have to commute to work today or oh, I've got this project deadline. Like those are gonna be there. Um, and I love how you put that of just reframing it. That that's something you can absolutely offer up for somebody who maybe is out of a job or maybe can't work for health reasons. And that's just, that's a, that's such a great way of of putting that. So thank you for sharing. And it kind of leads me into the next question of, sometimes I feel like there's this push and pull of what we want versus what God wants for us, especially when it comes to a career or any kind of vocation. What are your thoughts on, does God want us to be successful? And what does success look like?
1: I think God does want us to be successful. I just think that his definition of success is different than the world's definition of success. And I mean, you look at people like the CEO of Domino's who is a very catholic very faithful man who used his money and his influence to create this large catholic like physical community in florida you know and that's he was very successful in the world's terms like he had all a lot of money he had you know influence all of that but yet he's using he's using that to create this you know great community so i think to God does want us to be successful. God does want us us to strive to be the best that we can in our, in our work, in our work ethic. Um, but also, he also wants us to be successful in our faith and be able to incorporate our faith into our work. Um, and, you know, show our trust in him through our actions, through tithing, through, you know, all, all, all different ways through giving back through service. Um, so I think that yes, God does want us to be successful. He wants us to thrive, but that definition of success is just different from what we see the world's definition of success being.
2: Brian, it's like you it's like you got my notes. <laughs> uh, so just to echo uh, Brian off of that, it's exactly exactly my sentiment, right? It's it's what is what is success. And oftentimes I don't think, what what we what we as a world may think of success uh be it money fame recognition all of those things that are just worldly those are not something that that i that i that sort of is at that sometimes are or most times at odds right with um with what the definition of success through i think you know the catholic lens is and so you know it's Again, it goes back to that framing. I believe you know if we frame it as success, as you know, I'm happy. I have a great, I have a great faith. I've got a great family life. I have great friends. Uh, that is, to me, a little bit more more important than I think the success that the the world says that that is that they offer. Um, so, just to echo that, Brian, I think that's I think that's spot on.
0: Right, right. It's and it's so. Difficult nowadays to kind of like break through the noise of what society is yelling at us of like, this is, this is successful. This is what you need to be doing and listening, like really tuning in to what success, how we define success. It doesn't have to be what everybody else is. It could be more in line with our faith. And, you know, our ultimate goal is to get to heaven, not necessarily to have a million dollars. And if you have a million dollars, like what do you do with it? Like there's different ways, like you were saying, Brian, about um, how he created a a community when he could have done anything, could have bought an island if he wanted to. And I think that's really unique with our generation, especially um, like what you were saying, Dom, about the shift towards remote work. And there's also, I've noticed a a deviation from not only traditional job advancement, but from education. Um, We were brought up with this idea that the harder we work, the faster we'll get to where we wanna go. And we measured our worth by our busyness. Like, and I I remember, especially during the pandemic, it was, I have nothing to do, but I feel like I should be doing something, you know? Or like, I can't rest because I'm supposed to be doing Like my to-do list was like a mile long. And now, again, thanks to the pandemic, there's this movement against what was traditionally known as hustle culture. And um, pushing towards productive rest, which is something the Bible has said from the beginning. I mean, God was a worker; He spent six days creating the world, and then He rested on the seventh. So, how do we rest well, and why is resting well important?
2: Yeah, I think so. To take that, um, you're exactly right. There's there was that there was that constant need to be doing something, and then. You know, it only, what? It only took a global pandemic, but it took that to basically say, you know, Hey, maybe, maybe it's not all about work. Maybe it's not all about, about moving up. And so I, I completely agree, but I also, I like to look at that question too, in the lens of if, if we're resting, like you said, how are we resting though? Is it, you know, is it possibly picking up an hour of adoration, right? instead of that next Netflix episode, but I, I, I'm guilty of that. Right. But maybe it's, maybe it's taking a walk. Maybe it's, you know, volunteering and not, you know, watching that next TikTok, doing that next thing where it's like, you know, trying to fulfill your time well with, with things that are of a better outlet than um, doing some, you know, other activities that aren't, like I said, adoration is, is, is great. It's perfect. Um, you know, volunteering is, is very fulfilling. And then just trying to do those activities while not just having the outlet of of things that are that are easy to do, right? Like like I said, that those those activities on electronics.
1: So for me, getting away and getting kind of off the grid, even if you know it's only 15, 20 minutes away, but just having that time away from my phone or you know any any device to just kind of relax, reset, going out for a run going for a bike ride. Um, I remember in college, we'd go on these retreats to this retreat center and where it was is like kind of back in the woods, kind of middle Pennsylvania. And there was no reception there. And I loved it. Like I thought the worst part of the retreat was Sunday morning when we'd be driving back and we'd have to turn our phones back on. (laughs) It was like, because it was just such a nice break to get away from everything. And during that time, I mean, we weren't resting by sitting still we were resting by having community having uh yeah, having some spiritual formation getting to know people more um and but just getting away from all of the the work that was you know college life and and our studies so you know applying that now uh it's when when COVID hit i think all of us just needed i mean even Getting away from the news and getting away from all like the craziness. I remember, I, I when the golf courses opened up, like May May of 2020, I was out there with one of my buddies, and it was just it was so nice to just like just have that community again and be be away from all the TV and all the media and all the social media. Um, so I think when you're saying about resting and resting well, I think it's just finding those things that. Uh, that fulfill us and get us away from all the, the hustle and the, like the constant, constant motion, the constant news cycle, but taking some time. I mean, for me, it's, it's getting outside and, and going on a run or a walk or playing golf or doing something where I'm away from my device. And I, I, I always find those times super valuable and super necessary um, even within, you know, within a, a normal work week.
0: I love that. And it's, it's not, it's restorative rest because like you might be doing something, but it's something that fills your cup back up. The famous saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. I feel like doing things like that. uh, I am fiercely protective of that time now, um, especially after the pandemic, but I love going on walks with my dog or even just cracking open a physical book like I forgot how nice it is to just smell the pages of a book and just like really be absorbed in something that is not electronic I can start and stop whenever I want I've gotten to the point where I like my phone at night it it will go from color to black and white at like a certain time like automatically so that I'm not I'm less interested in it and then I put it in another room So that Mm -hmm. I'm not scrolling in bed, but then the stack of books that might, you should see, it's like a library (laughs) (laughs) right now because I have so many books there, but it's just, it's finding that, that thing that will bring you back. And, and even for me, just going to church on Sundays now, like, I know I have an hour where there's nothing else that I have to do and Mm -hmm. just be there to pray and get the sacraments. And then it's like, just be, it's like charge, like you wouldn't let your phone get down to fifteen percent without plugging in a charger. You need a charger as well. And I I feel like we're getting better at that as a society, but we're not you know, especially uh it, getting back to church is kind of something that is super helpful that I think people forget. They're like, "Oh, I'll just
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I know <laughs> neither, neither, yeah. neither of us mentioned that too, but that is also a very very important aspect. And I for me it's it's yeah, it's it's a great It's just you have that time where that's your focus and it's it's between you and God and you have that that reverence and that silence. And that's great. That's that's definitely a great way to recharge, you know, and and get your focus back on really where it should be.
2: Right. It's it's setting that t- it's setting that time aside and and not sort of jumping from one activity to the next and saying it's got it's it's a constant motion. And I know it was it was sort of it was pushed back, you know, we we sort of took an inward look during during the pandemic, but I can see that it's still there's days where I'm just constantly doing something just to just to do it, just to get just to get sometimes, you know, through the day. But we really need to have those those dedicated times, obviously Sundays, church, but dedicating time to do the activities that Brian mentioned, you know, the things that, that are restorative. um, And, you know, and and you know what those are. We don't, there's, there's many examples, but things that are, that are, that are, that really restore what your mind and your body, but also that are, you know, activities that are, that are through the lens of, of our faith.
0: Absolutely. And it's, I feel like I'm guilty of this. I don't know if you guys are, but sometimes I feel like I have to do certain tasks before I can reward myself with rest. And uh, that's something that I personally need to get away from. I'm sure a lot of other working professionals are guilty of that as well. Of like, well, I'll rest when X, Y, and Z is done. And then inevitably something else comes up and, and then you just keep pushing back your rest. And it's just, no, we need to be fiercely protective of that time or of like, I'm going to go to mass at this time so that nothing else can get in the way, like put it on your calendar, block Mm -hmm. it off. That's what I've had to start doing anyway. So.
1: Yeah. I I, Yeah. I mean, I also see too, just like practically there's even during a day, I think, oh, I got to like get this, this and this done. And, and it's like, well, if I'm actually like hitting this mental block, if I go outside, take a walk for 15 minutes and come back, I'll be done with the task before, like I'll be done with it. The task will take less time and I'll be done at a time before I would have been done had I just tried to push through it and just struggled like the whole time. So, I mean, that's like a very minute example. That's, you know, over the course of an hour, you know, think about it within our week within a month, you know, it's just having those times to rest, to recharge, to, you know, go to mass, go to adoration or, you know, go for a walk or whatever, um, whatever you need to to fully recharge. It's just, it, it is super important.
0: So talk to me a little bit more about the community you're working to create with young Catholic professionals. Um, we talked about who it's for, but why is it important? Why do you feel it's important? And what makes it different from other professional networking groups?
1: Yeah. So young Catholic professionals, the the motto for the organization is working witness for Christ. So the idea is that we're trying to gather young professionals in their twenties and thirties who are both striving to be great in their careers and strive to be great in their faith. And we're doing that uh, on a diocese wide initiative. So this is not just for Harrisburg, you know, this is going to be initially Our events will be in Harrisburg, but it's for anyone in the Harrisburg diocese uh, to come to. So uh, in order to do that, the the Young Catholic Professionals have four different types of events that we'll host. Um, One is networking happy hours. So it's just informal coming out uh, for a happy hour after work. Uh, It'll be, you know, just a social event, I find, you know, and it'll be for uh, yeah, young Catholic professionals in the area. So, in my experience with the Happy Hours uh, affiliate, it's it's a great community. I mean, they they get a good number of people out there, and it's just it's really nice to be in that uh, in that environment with other. Other people that are that have the same foundation as you, but are also you know professionals and kind of kind of living the same life that you are. So, it's I just think it's a really cool experience to be uh, in that in that like I said in that environment. So, the first is the first time it was happy hour. Second is the speaker series. So this is what I had kind of alluded to earlier where. A speaker who's a more experienced professional will give a talk on how they've integrated their faith into their work life and this is for you know the young young professionals all of us in our 20s and 30s to to learn from them to ask questions to just gain some insight onto how this person has has achieved that um, the third type of event is a panel discussion so this will be uh, with three different speakers it could be uh, young professional, more experienced professional, chaplains, um, getting perspective on on incorporating faith into your life in some way or on a certain virtue. Um, there's many different topics that, that we could cover uh, with our panelists as well. And then the last type of event that we'll have are retreats. So we have a retreat every uh, first Saturday of December, um, so it's, it's a once a year event that we'll host and, um, yeah, so we have, we have those four types of events, uh, that we'll be hosting once we get our organization started. So right now we're still in the midst of forming our chapter. We still have a, a couple positions we need to to fill and some money to raise to help cover the startup costs. Um, that, That helps cover the support from the national organization, all the legal fees of say of the the five hundred one c three, all of those different aspects of it. So, for people that are interested, yes, it's a young adult event or a young adult organization, but um, there are also opportunities uh, to be a a speaker for an experienced professional or to be a mentor to the young professionals um, or. To be a donor to help us uh, in in supporting our chapter and uh, you know make, help, helping it to come to fruition. So there's uh, there's many opportunities. Oh, and also the advisory board, um, like I mentioned earlier. So we have a group of seven people currently that are working towards uh, helping to guide our chapter from a more uh, higher level, um, not individually planning the the events, but guiding us in how to run the organization, um, different speakers that we could have, uh, different venues that might be interesting. You know, if somebody has been in some sort of Catholic uh, organization, especially Catholic professional organization in the past, um, just getting insight about things that they've done and what has worked and, and uh, what has worked both in event planning in organization planning, um, just, you know, and helping us to to get started as well. So the community will generally be uh, like at events, it will be, you know, people in their twenties and thirties, but we hope to create this organization to be a diocese wide initiative to, to help connect young professionals with also more experienced professionals. And if we can, if we can have people of all ages, I mean, I think it's a a real benefit, like people of all ages involved to some degree, it's real benefit for both sides. You know, it's, if somebody is at an event, um, you know, like a, a board member comes to an event and they, you know, say they're in a specific industry and they're, you know, looking to hire somebody or looking, looking for some insight from a younger person or how to attract younger talent or something, you know, there's, there's something that they can gain. And if they're interested in, Hiring, like I said, you know, they come to these events. They're able to talk to people, and um, you know, it could be a win-win for both sides. So, um, so yeah. So, j- like I said, generally our community is, uh, and at events, that will be people mostly in their twenties and thirties, um, but uh, it can it can certainly be beyond that as well. Or I should say, it certainly goes beyond that as well.
0: That's really cool. I love that it's not just happy hours of like everybody hangs out and has a drink and like chats. I love that it's, there's different types of events because maybe a happy hour might not appeal to you, but you'd love to hear from another from a speaker or from a panel or go on a retreat with people who share the same values as you and are in somewhat the same trajectory of their career as like where they're at in their career. I think that's that's really cool. And that's really unique to this organization.
2: Yeah, I think, I think too, it's, I know Brian, Brian had the specifics, um, just from my my perspective, you know, the, um, it's not only an outlet, but it's also, you know, at these events, it's sharing, it's sharing, you know, what older adult Catholics have done to have their faith spread with their work. It's, it's how younger, it's how young Catholics in the 20s and 30s, how they're, how to do it and how they are doing it. Um, so it's really, it's also knowledge sharing and being able to say, okay, like what works best for you, maybe that's not going to work for me, but maybe it works for somebody who's the speaker and maybe I can incorporate that in my job. So it's really just having that community base and that sounding board to say, Hey, you know, I think this may work. It may not work depending on my job, my career, but you know, maybe X, Y, and Z will, so, I think it's important to have those conversations because everyone's different, everyone's job is different. So that's that's something that I've that really that, that drew me into to the organization um, is, is, is that sort of being able to resonate with others as well as have a sounding board and, and and ideas in uh in in my daily tasks at my job.
1: And I'll I'll say too, when I've gone to Happy Hours Down that the YCP Philly group has. I've had conversations with people where it's been like, okay, what is your, you know, where do you work and what's your company's stance on X, Y, or Z? And uh, do you feel that they have a Catholic stance or, you know, and kind of like, what's your reaction or is there anything that's being done? Is there any pushback? Um, So that's good information to just kind of know about different companies or different organizations, but as Don was saying, like, it's also a way to learn and to uh, be able to incorporate that into what you're doing at work, or, you know, a way to approach a certain issue at work. Um, You know, there's, there's a lot of places now that have policies that are not very Catholic. And, um, you know, I think that's a huge benefit too in coming together. We, you know, I think a, a lot of people out there, a lot of Catholics out there are sitting there and being like, "I don't really, you know, agree with all this, but you know, it's a job. I like my job. You know, like, how do how do I react and uh, what's what's the best approach to it?" So having that community, especially you know in our 20s and 30s when we're starting out in our careers um, and still at the early end, it's 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 super valuable and it and it allows you to feel you know like you're not the only one that you're you're out there. Um, You're trying to live your faith out um, and everyone else at these events is too. So that's, you know, that's, that's been a huge part of my experience. And when I've, like I said, when I've gone to the YCP Philly uh, events and I, I really hope that we can, we can bring that to the Harrisburg diocese as well.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I think we, I think we forgot how valuable community is. And then we were all very strongly reminded after the pandemic of how, how important having a solid community is. So it sounds like you guys are off to a really great start of getting this community going. So for those who are looking to get involved, where can they go to find more information?
1: Yeah, so Young Catholic Professionals, like I mentioned, is a national organization. So they have a website, youngcathprofessionals.org. Um, there's also social media pages are at Young Catholic Professionals. Uh, we will have social media pages very soon once we uh, hit the, you know, all of the, filling all of our positions and fundraising and all that, we'll be able to get started with our social media pages um, there is a link, uh, there's a few links on the website, uh, to learn more or to contact people there. Um, I can also give you my email address that can be in the, in the link and, um, you know, feel free to reach out to me with any, anyone can reach out to me with any questions.
2: Yeah. You know, likewise, I, I can drop my information in there as well that, you know, in anything you want to email, text, Facebook, LinkedIn, doesn't matter any, any outreach that they, that you think that that you want to reach me on you can and um i don't even know if i said it in the beginning but i am the director of evangelization with the south central ycp chapter so if there's any if you see me at events and you can feel free to come up to me and don't feel don't feel afraid to reach out to me i'm i'm very open so
1: and i, I actually said I'm the, I'm the president of the chapter too so um
2: very cool
0: Thank you guys so much for sharing and thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come talk to me and i hope that you know with labor day coming up that you guys have a great labor day weekend and get some restorative rest and um i i'm excited uh for the development of young catholic professionals i think this is going to be great for our diocese so thank you so much
1: thank you rachel yeah thank you
2: this was great
0: thank you so much for listening our goal at the Diocese of Harrisburg is to walk with you on your faith journey. So if this episode resonated with you in any way, the easiest way to show your appreciation is by sharing this program with your network or by leaving a review on your listening platform. You can also support us financially by making a donation online at hbgdiocese.org DAC and clicking the make a donation button. Thanks again, and we'll see
1: you at church on Sunday.